0: This is Date to Your Potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, Betrayal Trauma Recovery Expert, and Sharon Collier, Certified Life and Relationship Coach.
1: Welcome. We're so glad that you joined us. I'm Peggy. And I'm Sharon. And we are your hosts today for podcast number three of Date to Your Potential. The first two were telling my story and Sharon's story. So if you don't know who we are, go back and listen to those. For sure. So today we're going to talk about chemicals, right?
0: Oh, such a fun topic for dating. I love chemicals. (laughs) People are like, don't think you need to go to sleep yet.
1: It's not going to be boring. No, this is actually very fascinating. And what I love about this, Sharon, is that When you start to understand some of these things that are going on that are impacting how you feel, you start to separate out your thoughts, your feelings, and things that are creating pain or struggle or stress in your dating relationship. So go. Let's hear about it. So part
0: of my story is learning about the chemicals because I had to figure out why I would let somebody break my heart and then think I wanted them back. Oh. No. I didn't want them back. I would literally make lists of every indiscretion, every horrible thing they did to me, every horrible thing they said, every reason why I shouldn't have them back, and I would still have this feeling in my heart like I really wanted them back. And so I, this is the why to my story, and if you haven't listened like Peggy said, go listen. Um, love chemicals are real. This is real, and you can mistake them for real feelings, and that is the major point. I get a lot of phone calls from women in abusive situations, and they will tell me a big list of things that these big bad men are doing to them, and don't think when I talk about women and I talk about men that I am anti-men because there are plenty of men who talk about their drama as well. Yeah. Um, There are plenty of injured women. There are plenty of injured men, but they will call and tell me, and they will call them big bad men. They will tell me every mean thing, every horrible thing that this man is doing to them. And then they ask me, what do I do? And I say, you run, you get out of this relationship. And they tell me, I'm not ready to do that. They think I have some magical spell that will change them, uh, change their man or change them to be able to put up with it. And that's not how this works. And this is not how it's supposed to be. So that's why. Um, I
1: started talking about love chemicals. Should we get into it? Yes, let's get into it. I do want to put a little caveat here, though, okay? because sometimes it's when you're in that kind of an abusive situation. So I've worked a lot with um, people in abusive relationships and how to help them get out of it. There are things that need to happen first before they're ready to take those steps. And it's chemicals, yes. And there may be other things that we need to teach them, tools they need, strengthening they need. Maybe we need to help them change some beliefs at the unconscious level with the guided meditation work. So there's a combination of things going on. But I love that we're talking about the chemicals today because nobody else talks about this.
0: Well, yes, because everybody mistakes it for love. These women think that they cannot leave the man. Or I actually have had one man who was in a rather abusive relationship and he thought he couldn't leave because they were in love. And you don't leave somebody that you love. And
1: And that's a belief, but there's also chemicals involved. This is why this gets messy and tricky. This
0: is why I'm the science and she's the (laughs) heart. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, so most likely they are attached. So we can start talking about the chemicals. Um, We start producing all these wonderful things when we're affectionate, when we are... um, when we spend a long time with somebody, we start producing all these great hormones. Oxytocin and dopamine make us feel attached. Now, nursing moms, did you know this? Nursing moms produce oxytocin when they nurse their babies. That's why we bond to our babies. Oh. You know, and everybody goes, well, you carried them for nine months. That's why they bond more with mom than dad. And it's like, no, we actually produce oxytocin, which is an attachment hormone. And Which not, in is a sexual, good. not in a sexual way, but oxytocin is off, often called the sex hormone, the hug hormone, the kissing hormone, because it makes us feel attached. It makes us feel bonded to that person. And that's a good thing if the relationship is healthy. But when the relationship stop, be, stops being healthy, or if the relationship is, really needs to come to an end, they're just not the right person, this is why we feel attached to them when the relationship is over. Oxytocin can last up to 30 days. And so somebody said there's a no-contact rule for 30 days. And I went, oh, that all makes sense now yes. <laughs> in my head. Because yes. I had never heard of that, but it makes sense to me that oxytocin lasts 30 days. So if, there, if you have no contact with a person for 30 days, it's going to help you get through that attachment. Dopamine actually makes you feel like you're addicted to the person. This stimulates our pleasure centers. Ooh. Um, yes, like crack cocaine would. And oh. and you literally feel addicted to this person. That's why you kind of ache for them yes. and feel that yearning for them. Oh my gosh. Yeah what you're and talking about. I think everybody does. Everybody who's ever been through a breakup knows that it's almost like a painful feeling and it's like, oh I just really want them back. Even if they're really terrible. Um, another one that is hardly ever talked about is norepinephrine. Have you ever been dating someone and you just felt that swelling when you started thinking about them? <gasps> oh, oh yeah, the butterflies and that <laughs> feeling in your chest and you're like, it must be love. All of the butterflies, all of the rainbows and unicorns, that's all your norepinephrine. And all these things are stimulating your serotonin. Um, all your endorphins start shooting off too. Like when you're exercising, have you noticed that yeah. after you've left somebody that you really care for or you really like, or you're getting involved with, you're like, yes, like a runner's high. Yes. You just feel. And so all these things have a play. And we're going to talk about pheromones because people don't understand attraction. If you have a very strong um, attraction to somebody you, you, you put it, off pheromones? You put, like, well, like, like, you put like, off pheromones whether you want to or not. Oh. And so um, when you're really attracted to somebody, that's your pheromones at work. Now they believe, and I, it, and I don't think it's really set, but they believe that they go in through your nose and they tickle your hyper, hypothalamus. That's related to all your endocrine system or your hormones. I can,
1: this, I'm just seeing that, you know, those those boards where you draw pictures and you show people all these things. Uh-huh. I think we need to make some drawings to We show might, we might we need could, to. We can do a, like a caricature, a little cartoony
0: thingy. You know, to... we, uh, we might need to plug that in our videos. Yeah. Um, because all these things are very, very strong. If you have a very strong attraction to someone, I had a guy friend, and it was really hard for me not to just jump myself in his lap and just throw my arms around his neck, and it's very inappropriate, but it was a strong pheromonal response, and you're going to have a different pheromonal response to different people. So when they ask if men and women can really be friends, if there's a really low pheromonal response, yes, because you're not really attracted to them, and you're not thinking you have feelings for them, and you can keep everything platonic. So... Any questions,
1: Peggy? Peggy. So this is all very fascinating. What I love about this is I love that that we're talking about becoming aware of what's going on in your body inside of us, so that you have choices and you don't feel so compelled to to just move on the feelings. So it's really interesting. Can I share a little story? Yes, of course. So um, early on, when I started when I started dating, I. I uh, there was a guy that reached out to me and he really connected with me in a spiritual way and I okay. could feel I could feel that and I've had I've 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 read when guys will say things to me now I'm talking about guys because I date guys I don't right. date girls so I've had I've noticed when somebody says something actually I noticed this also in my divorce when I was getting hooked in from the man I was married to yes um at as we were going through I felt his hook come into me and I felt myself go I'm safe and I had that all. oh everything's going well and I was like in my head I was like wow look at me go from those words from that promise like I remember um, a couple of words that some guy said to me I just met him and I remember consciously recognizing oh oh my gosh, look what those words make me feel. But just to say it and to recognize that that's what was going on has been really, really helpful for me. So I can say, you know what? That's not the choice I want to make. I recognize this is going on and I want to make a different choice.
0: Right. And especially when it's early, early on in a relationship and and you start having all these feelings, it's like you don't know anything about that person. I talk a lot about the infatuation period, the four to five months where the rose-colored glasses are on. Yeah. That's very, very exciting and all those hormones and all those chemicals are going nuts, like seriously nuts. You know about 20% of who that person is and you are making up the other 80%. Right. Well,
1: look at the world we live in. Yes. We've got we've got an environment that really promotes really unhealthy relationships not just you know we've got movies but we've got music that all talks about so i'm going to share some lyrics with you because i've been since we've been doing this i've been listening to music and i've been going no wonder we go down this path and we have yes. these stories in our head we're like we want this story this cinderella story of course yeah the original all, one all but the
0: fantasy yeah the
1: fantasy but here's yes. here's a here's a song that was um sung by phil collins a groovy kind of love listen to these words When I'm feeling blue, all I have to do is take a look at you. Then I'm not so blue. (laughs) When you're close to me, I can feel your heartbeat. I can hear your breathing in my ear. Wouldn't you agree, baby, you and me got a groovy kind of love? And, you know, it's not that that's not real and not true, but... But think about it. We just kind of propel ourselves once we start feeling these chemicals. Once this starts coming, we propel our propel ourselves into this kind of a narrative. In this magical thinking. This, this magical fairy fairy thinking. Fairyland. When I kiss your lips, ooh, I start to shiver. Yes. Can't control the quivering inside. Wouldn't you agree? Baby, you and me, got to agree. We kind of love. All I have to do is take a look at you and then I'm not so blue. And, it, you know, there's this idea that we're going to be saved. Yes. By the other yes. person. Like like the hero's going to come in and save us and you know that the the problem with that is that there is some truth to some of these stories there's truth here but right. we have to be aware and awake to what the, our environment is telling us so there are times when i just have to like turn off the radio oh, i just yeah. have to turn off certain music i i even though i love to dance to certain songs I, I won't just sit and listen to some of them if i'm at a dance or whatever i'll do that but because it just takes me down a path that, like, promotes like not having any control over yes. my decisions, oh, yes. right? Oh yes, oh yes. Just be, and, and that's the. Because it's, it's a to groovy be. kind of love, and we you oh, got it. This is where it's, it's at.
0: Magical, and, yeah, and yes. Um, we were talking about kissing the other night in a in a big group chat on one of my Facebook pages, and kissing came up, and all these people were like, "Oh no, no, I'm going to wait till I find the person I'm going to be engaged to." to kiss again. And I'm thinking, have you forgotten how fun kissing is or how exciting?
1: Right. And these, you know?
0: And so it's really funny how all these chemicals work because somebody who's forgotten what all that is about I'm like, you're up in the night. If you find someone you're attracted to and attached to and things are going your way, man, you are going to be kissing that person in three or four dates. Like, what fantasy world are you you living in because...
1: Thinking that you're not going to do that.
0: Yes, thinking that you're going to wait until you're almost engaged.
1: So so is there a particular time that you're supposed to wait before you kiss? Because I know everybody's thinking this question. Like, what's the right thing to do? And especially living in an LDS culture where like we're super... It's a very different thing than I have friends who are not LDS and they don't have any problems they're with not the, putting off intimacy. No, they're not putting off intimacy. And so how do we what is this with the chemicals and when so, the timing and all of this come on Sharon. What give us I some recommend, answers.
0: what I recommend is after you find the chemistry with somebody, after you after you really want to kiss somebody, there's a difference between dating somebody and wanting to kiss them and dating somebody because you want to go out to eat <laughs> or you want to go see that one movie, right? But if you're dating somebody enough times that you're really attracted and you really want to kiss, I always say make sure there's connection first. Make sure there are things you have in common. Make sure there's some kind of glue that's going to hold that relationship together, not just that you just want to kiss that person. It's It can't just be based on the whole attraction and the fact that you're getting attached to that person. There needs to be maybe the same religious views, um, the same hobbies or the same general interests, something that's going to hold that together. So I always say connection before affection.
1: Connection before affection. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. And
0: just make sure there's some of that there, because of course that's going to build as the relationship goes. But if you're just going out and having mindless makeouts, you're going to get attached to people that you might not want to be attached to. You want to know somebody at least a little bit before you start kissing on them. Yes. Because you will get attached. Yes. You will get attached. And a lot of times that is mistaken for love. You must be in love if you don't think you can live without that person when really it's just your dopamine and oxytocin talking.
1: Wow. It's just drugs, people. It's just, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. It's just like taking drugs. So is this different for men and women? I mean, are men and women the same in this? So they are not. When it comes to
0: oxytocin, women will flood three to nine times as much oxytocin as men do. So I've had guy friends ask me, how come when I kiss a girl, she thinks we're looking for rings the next date? And this is because she's thinking, she I mean, she's seeing fireworks in this kiss. She's getting and, really attached fast. Yes. And mm. the guy's going oh, that was great. I just, you know, hey, yo, I just kissed that girl,
1: you know, and he's thinking that was wonderful. But she's thinking it's three to nine times as wonderful. So this sounds like men need to be really aware of this with women and women need to be aware of it, too. But just to understand, this is a big difference. This is a big difference between men and women. So like, you know, if I've kissed someone and, and, and hugged and held hands, I'm like, and then two or three dates, and he like breaks up with me, I'm like, What the heck? I have to go through this whole emotional process to let go. And it's a very physical and emotional thing for women. And he might not be going
0: through it as much. And you think, man, he's a pig. And he's not. You know, he's not. He's just not as attached because he doesn't work that way. And eventually he will get that attached. Sure. It's just not happening for him that same way, and so it doesn't mean that he's a player or a narcissist or right. any other
1: words that we call our men. Right. You know, and we need to be careful about that word narcissist. Just we to do. Be, just oh, yeah. to be really clear, if we are not, if we just fling fling that around, we're going to have a, a podcast on that. We if are. If we just fling that around, it's going to not hold the people accountable who are truly narcissistic, and it's we can't diagnose that. None of us really can diagnose that. No. So. Anyway, and it's more—it's really more
0: rare than we think. Yeah, it is far more rare oh. than than we think to actually be a true narcissist. There's a lot of other things that can be going on, and there's tendencies, but that doesn't mean that person is a true narcissist. Yeah. But I, I love—I love how women throw those things around. You
1: can just say it's really selfish, really self-centered, all about control. Those are other ways to say that they're you know emotionally right. manipulative, that sort there's, of thing. Yeah, there so there could be other things. Going I'm on. guessing that just like with everything else, that not every man and every woman is going to respond the same way in this. Like not every man has the same chemical response as all men and not every woman has the same chemical response as all men. So I just want to, is that true? Um, Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like they say oxytocin
0: will produce three to nine times more. You know, some women are producing nine times more than a guy would. And, and, and maybe you know, there's guys that are
1: producing more and, than some and, and women. Yes, so. But
0: generally speaking, we're not saying this is a rule, but there are chemicals in your body that are reacting to physical affection. And that is the truth.
1: Yeah. And I think this is such a great awareness. Yes. Because it really helps us to put into perspective what's going on, which I think is going to be so helpful in our relationships and our dating relationships it is
0: just to be able to recognize maybe I'm not really in love love is a lot more things than attraction and attachment love is respect and love is admiration can you if you think you're in love can you say what
1: you admire about that person or you just think they're great because they're a great kisser I love that so thinking about again using your intelligence Mm -hmm. your 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 intellect your intellect and and your awareness to be able to say what is love, really? What right. does it mean for me? What does that look like? And I like the admiring the, admiring well, the person. Well, it's reciprocal. Yeah. When
0: you're in a one-sided relationship and you think you're in love with that person and that person isn't reciprocating anything.
1: Oh, that's a problem.
0: This is not real love. No. Real love is reciprocated. And so people need to
1: keep that in mind.
0: So what if I
1: feel that way and he doesn't feel that way? Are we just talking chemicals? Are we talking that, no, it's truly love and he's going to come around someday? I have to tell you, since we're all LDS here, that's one of the big questions I'm going to ask Heavenly
0: Father. How can one person in the relationship have such a strong pheromonal response and the other person not? You can be dating someone and then they just up and say, you know what, it's not there for me. And I've said that to people, right? Have you said that to people? You know, and there's something yes. that's just not there. And they're like, how could that be? Because I am head over heels in love with you. It's not always going to match up. And that's why people break up. That's why you date a lot of different people and learn a lot of different personalities. Because it's not always going to match up.
1: I have a thought. Can oh. I share? I just, yes, that's why my, you're here. So I've done a lot of thinking about my previous relationship, my marriage, um, which was 34 years. And I like how could I have been through that and not known how could I have been so duped if you will by this man how could I not have seen and I think a lot of people I've worked with who've been in relationships particularly long-term relationships ask the same question how did I not know that he wasn't all in and I was and all that and I really it's interesting because I now now we're talking about paradigms but we're talking about I had a belief that we really were meant to be together, that we were eternal companions. Right. And I believe that belief protected me in that relationship. And it also, I didn't wake up to what he was really doing, what he was about until after the marriage. And I had a lot of of training to understand. I I got some language around it. So I don't beat myself up for that. I don't feel like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I was in a fairyland that I was Right. You know, I had a belief and he didn't believe the same thing I did. Well, and he I did. and he presented to me that he did.
0: So people change in relationships and people evolve and things like that, but you are not responsible for his agency and you have no control over his agency. So he started out as one person and especially when mental illness or same-sex attraction, things like that are involved, they can change and 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 they don't usually change for the good.
1: You not know? for not for the relationship just no together. not for the
0: relationship part um, of it and so he exercised his agency and it affected you it affected your children and it just seems so unfair but this is relationships this is relationships and relationships yeah. are work and people need to understand that relationships are work and it's not a fairyland
1: yes and i have no regrets well that's good and i know that we were supposed to be together and it was a part of the plan And I know that he did make choices all along the way that led to his choice to leave the marriage and to live as a gay man. And I also know a lot of people, I have a lot of friends who have gone through a process, just to be really clear, that has turned out so far good for them in their heterosexual marriages. So that that is a possibility. A lot of people don't like to see that, but those people kind of stay private because they get not, it's not, people don't understand that they have a choice and they've they've made these choices and that's what they really really want right so which i think is super important that we understand not if somebody has same sex attraction there are endings that do keep the relationship together and that is a possibility so just really become educated if those things are it, it, you know in a part of what your background is or even what you're going through right now just, right. just know that there's more information out there and seek out some really good sources for that. Right.
0: But yeah, just be aware of your chemicals. Um, I had a really close girlfriend who dated the same guy for three years. And she asked me, how do I know? How do I know if I'm just attached? Because they broke up all the time and got back together. They fought all the time.
1: You right know, there, right there. Yes, right yes, there.
0: exactly. And I said, you're not in a healthy relationship. No. And this is going to be a video for another time. Do you want a healthy relationship or do you not want a healthy relationship? You have to ask yourself that. Yeah. And so if you're confused, we're fighting all the time, we're breaking up and getting back together. You are probably not in love. This is not a reciprocal relationship. Both parties are not doing the same work. Right. You know, to keep it together, to keep the other person happy, to keep themselves happy. I cannot wait for our healthy relationship podcast. Yes. Because you need to,
1: you need, that needs to be the goal is a healthy relationship. Yes. And I think about that and I'm like, do I want a marriage like this? Yeah. No. What's the motivation (laughs) for staying in that relationship? That's a good question to ask yourself. What is it? That I'm getting out of being in a relationship where I'm not being treated well. So I bet she was getting something emotionally, too. Emotionally,
0: she felt safe because she was a single woman and he would come around every weekend. And for that weekend, she felt safe, like she had a protector.
1: So my question for that is, is was she also feeling safe because then she didn't really have to be in a relationship where she'd actually have to make a real commitment? Most likely, because, you know, that relationship is a placeholder for something that would be real.
0: Right. That but, would be
1: long lasting, I should say. Yes, and but real at the same
0: love. time all the chemicals are all the chemicals are blowing and the fireworks yeah. in her head and every time they'd kiss and she'd know, she'd know And he'd say I'm on my way down um,
1: that whoop, she was going to get <laughs> kissed and they were going to snuggle. So it's um, a great but, option if you know, if you're not, if you know, if the other option is nothing, you know, it seems like it's a great yes. option. But then I think, you know, but then she's also investing in something that's not going to be lasting love. You no, know,
0: and, she, and she, it, it's just really hard for her to move on. And that's the thing. And I do talk, when I talk about attachment, when I talk about our dopamine and our oxytocin that keep us attached, the longer that you're together, the harder it is to detach. Like the chemicals just build and build and build and build.
1: And so if, Which is why breaking up in a marriage can be so incredibly painful. Yes,
0: and it is. When people talk about their divorce, even if it's a good thing that the divorce is happening, it is still extremely painful. A 30-year marriage, 30 years with a person. It's a grieving process. It's a really long time. But those chemicals just build and build. So when you're in a relationship, and let's say a dating relationship, and there's red flags popping up early, they don't go away. They, generally speaking, don't go away, especially if it's a repetitive pattern of bad behavior. If you can communicate that that's bad behavior and that you're not going to tolerate it and it changes, that's one thing. But most red flags are red flags. They're not pink. They're not white. They are red. They're truly red. And <laughs> you need to get out of that relationship before it's a year long, before it's two years long, before it's three years long, because that makes it all the harder. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great. This has been awesome. I love this. I, I think this this really helps us to take all of this, little that goes on inside of us, yes. all of this chemicals, hormones, make a little emotions, sense thoughts, it. Yeah. make yeah. sense of it, put it outside of us, and have control to be able to make a, an, educated an educated and informed yes. choice. Decision, yes. Thanks, Sharon. This has been yes. awesome. And thank you for your input. Yeah. We're glad you were with us today for Date to Your Potentials. Listen to our next episode where we'll be talking about, what are we talking about? I think about we're talking accent? about confidence and happiness. Oh, such an important part. Yes. Uh, confidence and happiness. So see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at DateToYourPotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We care about you, we support you, and you are loved.